Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's once again another opportunity for us to come and share the word of God together, grow together and learn more about our Father, and indeed learn and grow in faith. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, Father, for this opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive from your throne. Father, you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity this day, that, Father, as we receive from your throne, we will grow in faith and indeed know how to stand in faith. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, we bless you. I honor you that you have anointed me to preach your word. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity so that when we hold on to your word, when we embrace your word, we embrace your power. Father, you said you are watching over your word to confirm it. Confirm your word in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, as always, I'm always excited as we approach the Word of God. I always do that with reverence, but also with a lot of excitement, because I know it's time to hear from God. There are a lot of things that we are hearing around us. People are saying a lot of things. There are a lot of opinions that people are sharing, but it always comes down to what does God say. Today, I want to take you on a similar journey that we've been taking all the time, but this is mainly to strengthen your faith. Because there are times sometimes when you are believing God and you believe that indeed you have exercised your faith and you say, but pastor, I've been exercising faith and I don't see results. I've been exercising faith and I don't see results. And I believe I'm believing, but why are things seeming not to be happening? It's also a good question to ask ourselves. When I say I've been exercising faith, what do I mean? What is your faith based on? Faith doesn't come just by having had somebody having done something or when the word of God, you read it once and then you think it will work. It doesn't work that way because you need to have that word ultimately revealed and become part of you so that when you say, I believe, you know exactly you are fully persuaded that God is able to fulfill what he said. Now, the problem with most of us is that we want just an instant thing. In other words, because I heard it, let it work. It doesn't work that way. Go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17 in the King James Version. It says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It uses the word hearing, which is a continuous tense. It means faith doesn't come by having one's head. It comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and continue to hear until you are soaked in that word, until you and that word become one, so that at least you become now fully persuaded, you are fully convinced, because you have hearkened to this voice all the time. Issue with some of the Christians is that they think, because I'm a good Christian, because I love God, things will just work out for me. Not necessarily. Because as much as God has given promises, he wants us to possess each of those promises. And it doesn't mean because I've got a breakthrough maybe in believing God for finances, that it will automatically be that I will always have a breakthrough in healing. No. 
Just like you may be very good at winning souls and believing God for souls, praying and a prayer warrior and all that, but it doesn't guarantee you that you will live long on the earth. It means each aspect of our Christian work, we need to master it. We need to grow in that. We need to soak ourselves in that word. Let's go together to the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 3. We are going to do it in the New King James Version because today I want to talk to you about the revealed word. The revealed word. That word has to be revealed and become alive in you. Because when something is revealed in you, you become fully persuaded. You become fully convinced. So go with me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 in the New King James Version. It reads, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread, that have I given you, as I said to Moses. In other words, it's only every place that the sole of your foot shall tread. Then I have given you that. So if you don't tread it, it doesn't become yours, child of God. So now, you haven't taken enough time to soak yourself in a particular word, believing God for a particular thing, but you just say, by faith is done. You haven't possessed that part of the promise. Actually, this was very strong in my heart about the revealed word. I wanted to check when the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is the original of that word, word? That's used in Romans 10, 17. I checked it in the Greek Bible. It is the word rima, which means utterance or spoken word, which is the revealed word. In other words, what is used in that Romans 10, 17 is not the word logos. When it talks about faith cometh by hearing, it doesn't say by hearing the logos. It says by hearing and hearing the rima, which means it comes by hearing the spoken word until that word is revealed, until that word becomes part of you, until you and the word become one. So it means in our walk with the Lord, when we say we are exercising faith, it should not be an uh, presumption, okay? It should not be mental accent. You know, people talk about psychology and say you should have positive thinking. That's not faith, okay? Faith is when you are believing God that he will do what he said he will do and you are fully persuaded, you are fully convinced, you cannot be moved. There are times sometimes when the word of God comes to you and God drops something in your spirit. And you know that God is saying, I must do this. Because if we only depend on the logos and you do not depend also on the rima, you are going to just say you are exercising your faith and fixing on this while actually God wants to guide you to do something else. Look at this with me in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. We are going to do it from verse 1 to verse 16, but I will divide it in stages so that we break it down. We are going to look at Elijah the Tishbite. Elijah was always listening to the voice of God so that he would know what to do at a particular point in time. Some of you Christians, you keep on only depending on the logos that you do not say, God, at this particular moment, what do you want me to do? Look at it with me in 1 Kings chapter 17, 1 to 6. It says, Elijah the Tishbite of the temporary residence of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, 
there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go from here, and turn east, and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, east of the Jordan. You shall drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, east of Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank from the brook. I want you to listen to this. When Elijah speaks to Ahab, he says, there will be no dew or rain except I speak. But also, we note that he actually was not always just speaking his mind. He would speak after having heard God speak. So if you speak after God has spoken, then you've got confidence that what I speak will come to pass because I heard it from God. So if you look at it here, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Okay? So it means you've got a responsibility to listen to the living word of God, to the right now word, to the word that will come to your spirit. And you start feeling the word of God is saying this to me. I need to do this. And then he says, that word came to him saying, get out of here, go to that place. And I will do this to you when you go there. So if you don't go there and you say, I'm exercising faith, but you didn't go where God, where God said you should go. Imagine, look at this. It says, so he did, verse 5, so he did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, east of Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank from the brook. Why? Because he went there. He went to the place where God said he should go. And then things started happening. Some of you are missing it because you want things to start happening when you are not at that place place called there, the place where the Lord wants you to be. You are not at the right place. But even when you are at the right place, it is necessary for you to keep on listening. When one door closes, you need to say, what next, Lord? Let's go to verse 7 to verse 16 of 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's read it together. After a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the city, behold, a woman was there gathering sticks. He called to her, Bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have not a loaf baked, but a handful of meal in the jar and a little oil in the bottle. See, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and bake it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Fear not. Go and do as you have said, but make me a little cake first and bring it to me. And afterward, prepare some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar 
of meal shall not waste away or the bottle of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not spent, nor did the bottle of oil fail, according to the word which the Lord spake through Elijah. I like this. In other words, everything was happening according to the word that the Lord had spoken. So I want to challenge you, child of God. Some of you, when you use faith, you use formula. You memorize things. Because it says, when Elijah was there by the brook, the brook dried up. Because there was no, there's been no rain. What would some of you have done? You would have said, let me exercise faith. Let me believe. By faith, there will be water here. By faith, water will come up. By faith, there will be water. In Jesus' name, let there be water. But when the brook dried up, Elijah didn't do that. He listened. The brook has dried up now, Lord. What next? Then the Lord says, get out from here. Go to Zarephath. You will find a widow woman there. I've already commanded her. Okay? To feed you there. So it means, again, now you hearken to the voice of the Lord, your God. Then you go where God says you must go. And then things will work out. The problem with some of us is that we want to keep on insisting and say, I demand this, I demand that. But you don't have time to listen to what God is saying. So in essence, your faith is not based on the rima, on the revealed word of God. We need to hear what God says. So when he did according to what God has spoken, everything started taking place. Even when he arrived to that widow woman, when he told her to do something for, 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 for him, he said, the Lord has said this and this and this. And when she did according to the word of the Lord, things worked out. And then they had enough food for her, her household, and even Elijah, the man of God. Just because they obeyed what God had said. Now, if it were some of us, we would have made a lot of demands, a lot of faith, believing this, believing that, having not heard what God says is the next move. Okay? So I want us to take this very seriously. Because Elijah, as much as we think he used faith and he was bold, he was confident, it's because he spent a lot of time listening to what God is saying. Because even when he challenged the prophets of Baal, I always used to think that this man was bold. Maybe sometimes I must challenge this. Sometimes there are so many faiths here in South Africa and people are believing this. Maybe we need to challenge them and do like Elijah. It seems you, you need to do that when God has told you something. Because listen to this. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 36, the same thing with this Elijah in the Amplified Version. He says, at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Did you get that? In other words, he says, let it be known that all the things that I've been doing is because you commanded me. I've done all these things at your word. So even when I said to the prophets of Baal, let's go, the God who answers by fire, let him be God. 
And then I did all those things. And I say, pour more water. Do this. Do this. And they poured the water. And the sacrifice was soaked in water. And he called unto the Lord. And the Lord answered with fire. Because God had commanded him to do that. Because he says, all these things, I've done them according to your word. I have heard you tell me do these things. And that's why I did this by faith. So even when we want to exercise our faith, it should be something that now is revealed in your heart and indeed now is part is established in your heart. Okay? It's not enough just to take it still as the logos and you leave it there, you visit the word of God once in a while, but you expect things to always work. No, it won't work that way. You need to spend time in the word until that word is revealed in you, until that word gets into your heart and it becomes part of you. Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 8 in the New King James Version. It reads, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. So if this word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. So it means this word has got to dwell in your heart. This word has got to be established in your heart until it's so much part of you, until you are fully persuaded, until even when you dream, you dream in line with that word because that word has become so much part of you. Whatever you expose yourself to, that thing ultimately end up affecting your thinking, affecting what's in your heart. That's why the word of God says, above all else, guard your heart, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. So if you allow that word to be soaked, to be fully soaked in that word in your heart and you are convinced that word becomes part of you, that word can also be alive. When you are in a particular situation and you listen to the inner voice, the Holy Spirit is able to quicken the word that is in your heart. Sometimes people want God to quicken and talk with them in their hearts, but they do not have the relevant logos that will give birth to the rima. Look at it with me in the book of John chapter 14 verse 26. This time let's do it in the NIV. It says, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So if it says that he will remind you, he will teach you, he will remind you of everything I have said. So it means you hear the word at one particular time and you know this word, but now the Holy Spirit quickens that word and he reminds you what the word of God has said. He reminds you what the Lord has said. It's almost similar to some of us as servants of God. When the Lord has given us a message and laid something in our hearts and we've got to to, to share that word with you. you. You start with this portion of scripture and as you're going through this scripture, the Holy Spirit reminds you another scripture that connects to this so that even what you say will be line upon line, precept upon precept, even in your own life. Sometimes you just need to be still, quiet. Be still and know that he is God. And as you are quiet and waiting upon the Lord, he then reveals something in your spirit. And you start realizing the Lord said this. The Lord said that. The word of God says this. The word of God says that. And now, all of a sudden, that word is quickened in you. Now you can exercise your faith. 
you are convinced. So it means it's either the word that you will hear at a moment in time when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you with that inner prompting, or it could be the word that was always in your heart, but it needs to be quickened, okay, to become a rima word. Sometimes we rush to speak. We rush to speak without first listening. We rush to speak without first hearing God. And no wonder we think that faith is not working. Faith always works. Okay? So for things where you think faith is not working, check. Am I living right before God? Because I like actually this scripture in 1 John chapter 5, verse 18. It really blessed my heart because it's what most people do. These days, the days that we're living in, even pastors are afraid of corona, which is surprising. If you read 1 John 5, 18, it talks about he who is born of God, does not live in sin, does not continue to live in sin. And when you do not continue to live in sin, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, keeps you safe and the evil one cannot touch you. The evil one cannot harm you. You can only get that confidence when you have soaked yourself in the word and you have taken time in the word. So don't just rush to say, I'm exercising faith without spending enough time in the Word. Because what you are calling faith, sometimes it is presumption. Sometimes it is foolishness. Sometimes it is psychology, positive thinking. Sometimes we rush into what we are calling faith. You just start saying something and saying, I demand or I stand by faith on this and that, having not heard the rima for that particular moment in time. Habakkuk was once caught in a similar setting where he rushed to speak before hearing what God is saying. Go with me to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 4. In the Amplified, so the Amplified that we are dealing with today is the Amplified Classic, AMPC. Oh, I know I have been rushed to talk out plainly in this way to God. I will in my thinking stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see what he will say within me and what answer I will make as his mouthpiece to the perplexities of my complaint against him. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engraved it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Look at the proud. His soul is not straight or right within him, but the rigidly just and the uncompromisingly righteous man shall live by his faith and in his faithfulness. So if you look at this, when Habakkuk starts here in chapter 2 verse 1, he says, Oh, I have been rash." to talk against God about my complaint. I rushed, but now I want to listen to what he will say 
within me. I want to stand on my post. I want to be still and listen to what he wants to tell me. I'm open to hear from him. And he says, when I heard, the word of the Lord then came to me and said, write the vision down. Now he is hearing what God has said. And he says, at the right time, the vision will surely come to pass. It shall not disappoint. And that's how they just live by faith. So in other words, when it says the just shall live by faith, it's because the just hearken to the voice of the Lord their God. The just hear from God and then exercise what needs to be done. They take instructions from God. They hear from God and speak. So some of us, we speak, we rush to talk. We quickly speak. We quickly say, I'm quoting that verse. But it's a verse that has not even become real in your heart, child of God. You just heard somebody doing that, somebody using it, and you think it will automatically work. No. You need to make sure that you have soaked yourself in that word. And when you speak, also you need to say, Lord, let's just sometimes be still and know that he is God. Sometimes even in your prayer life, you see, we sometimes like to speak, always pray. You go to your prayer life, you spend the whole hour and you're just the only one speaking. You don't even sometimes get quiet, still, and hear from God. Even when he wants to minister to you, you can't hear him. Because you are rushing to just say, I'm bombarding heaven. I'm doing this and this and this. No, child of God. The word needs to be revealed. The word needs to be alive in you. Actually, God still speaks, even in the days we're living in. Some of you are saying, I never heard God speak. Start training yourself to hear the voice of God. Start training yourself to hear God. Peter talked about the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit will do. And he says, this is just the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, and then he started speaking. So we are living in the last days. So let's listen to what will happen in the last days, which began during the time of the apostles when Peter and the rest of the disciples were on the day of Pentecost and they heard the word of God and then the Holy Spirit came. Listen to it with me in the book of Acts chapter 2, the 16 to 18. We again are going to do it in the AMPC, Amplified Classic Version. It reads, but instead, this is the beginning of what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances. And your old men shall dream, divinely suggested dreams. Yes, and on my men servants also, and on my maid servants in those days, I will pour out of my spirit, and they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. So he says in the last days, sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams, but he says divinely, divinely suggested dreams. Some of you, you dream nightmares. You don't dream dreams that are coming from God. But it says old men will dream divinely suggested dreams. 
Young men will say visions, inspired visions from God. And our sons and daughters will prophesy. These are the last days. Let's hear God as he speaks to us. Let us pray as I close now. In Jesus' name, let us close. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. Just want to thank you, Lord, and bless you for revealing your word to us. Thank you for teaching us the importance of your revealed word. That when we say we are exercising faith, we are exercising faith on what we heard you speak. Because faith begins where your will is known. We first need to know what you want for a particular moment in time, and then we can decree our faith. Teach us, Father, to walk with you in obedience. As we hearken to your voice, as we listen to your voice, and as you direct us each step of the way, we want to go where you lead us. We know there are so many voices on earth right now. But we're not going to listen to voices of strangers. Jesus said, the voices of strangers we will not listen. We only hear the voice of our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I just want to thank you and bless you for your faithfulness, for your glory, for your care and your love for us. In Jesus' name be glorified. Amen. Amen. See you next time. But remember, your dreams and your expectations will not be cut off. So keep the faith in Jesus' name. Amen.